TII Item 488, October 30th, 2019, iOS 13.2 Goldmaster, AirPod Pros, and Apple Quarterly Report. In this episode, we talk about iOS 13.2 Goldmaster, Watch OS 6.1, new AirPods Pros, Apple's Quarterly Report, new rumors, plus listener feedback, and more, all covered in-depth starting after the intro. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gola! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of who I am. This episode is sponsored by Away. Go to awaytravel.com slash TII and enter promo code TII to save $20 off the best luggage you've ever owned. Welcome to the show. I'm your Rob, and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Jeff for sending me music here in the background. Jeff wrote, I, Rob, made this song called Ghost with my iPhone 4S using the GarageBand app. For free downloads and more music, follow me at JeffJ6 on Twitter. Regards, JeffJ. Well, thanks, Jeff, for the music. And folks, I'll put the full song at the end of the episode. also want to thank Ben for sending in the artwork for today's show. Ben wrote the following. Hey, Rob. This is a picture of myself in front of the local Apple store located in the Fashion Fair Mall in Fresno, California. I used Facebook app to add the text. Regards, Ben. Well, thanks, Ben, for sending this in. And folks, you can see this artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 48 or at Instagram.com slash Today in iOS and also at Facebook.com slash Today in iOS. If you have some artwork and or music that you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com and please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. iOS 13.2 was released as Goldmaster this week. As mentioned in the last episode, there are some nice new features with iOS 13.2. I will get into a little bit of detail, but not as much as I did on episode 47. So for more detailed info on the new features of 13.2, go back and check out episode 47. Some quick highlights of the new features include, well, number one feature or addition is the support of the new AirPod Pros that were released today. More on those later in the episode. The number one feature for all users is privacy. iOS 13.2, go into settings, then privacy, then scroll down to the bottom and tap on analytics and improvements, then look for improve Siri and dictation, and then turn it off if it's already on. Turning it off will or should keep any recording Siri makes from being heard by any others than, well, Siri. And that is what is highly recommended to all users uh, for them to select. I don't recommend you letting people hear your recordings. And there is also the option under Siri and Search called Siri and Dictation History, where you can now, quote, delete Siri and Dictation History, unquote which Apple says, quote, deletes Siri and dictation interactions currently associated with this iPhone from Apple servers, unquote. Again, not sure why we even need to have to select that. Why is anything kept on Apple servers, I would ask. Also new in iOS 13.2 is uh, when you 3D touch on an app, the pop-up gives you the new option or wording-wise, that is, um, it's called edit home screen it used to be called rearrange apps and you can then delete apps right from there as well for iphone 11s there's a new feature that lets you change the resolution and frames per second settings 
of videos directly in the camera app. Sadly, this is just for iPhone 11 models and not anything older. Also included with iOS 13.2 is Deep Fusion for iPhone 11s, again, and that is the new photo processing tech that improves image quality, again, only for iPhone 11s. iOS 13.2 also brought the update to HomePod that we mentioned on the last episode. So go to the Home app, and then you can upgrade to the home latest version of HomePod there software. Key new feature there is the option to transfer to HomePod under general, then AirPlay and handoff. Make sure that's selected. Um, when playing media, i.e. a podcast, you can bring your iPhone close to the top of the HomePod to transfer what's playing. Also with this update is the ability for HomePod to recognize the voices of different family members to provide a personalized experience. That's not creepy. You can add music uh, to your home kit scenes, and you can play relaxing, high-quality soundtracks with ambient sounds, because you kind of need to relax once you think about the creepiness. And you set sleep timers to fall asleep, or you can set sleep timers to fall asleep to music and ambient sounds. Also don't get there is now an option to group or ungroup accessories. And there you have kind of your big top-end iOS 13.2 updates. Watch OS 6.1 was released yesterday, and it brings support to the Series 1 and the Series 2 watches. Originally, with Watch OS 6.0, when that was released, the Series 1 and Series 2 watches were not supported. But now that enough of you that upgraded to a new Apple Watch from those devices, Apple's decided it was time to bring support back to them. 6.1 also brings support for, you guessed it, AirPod Pros. Beyond that, most of the rest of 6.1 was about optimization and bug fixes. Apple did also release Watch OS 5.3.3. This is for those with iPhones that cannot run iOS 13 uh, and could not update to Watch OS 6. I guess there's some features in there that they add with Watch OS 5.3.3. Again, only for those that have iPhones that can't run iOS 13. TVOS 13.2 also launched, and this is for the 4th and 5th gen Apple TVs. And what's new with this? I mean, really, I'll put a question mark there, big one. What's new with this? Everyone's reporting on this saying basically just bug fixes and optimization. No one's noticed any new features hidden in Apple TV with regards to iOS or tvOS 13.2. So if you find anything in tvOS 13.2, please let us know. Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. And that can go for any other new features you found in iOS 13.2 or HomePod 13.2, watchOS 6.1 or as we just mentioned, tvOS 13.2, all new this week. Per updating to iOS 13.2, should you do, should do any of these updates, should do all of these updates. I'm not quite ready to play the Release the Hounds yet, but, and I'll put a big emphasis, but if you don't have anything mission critical, if you're not going to be traveling the next week, it's probably okay to upgrade to iOS 13.2. I haven't seen any major reports that said, I still, as always, recommend waiting one week. So I would recommend waiting till the beginning, middle of next week, week of November 4th, 5th, um, somewhere on that week, look at go ahead and updating. If I hear any major issues, I will send a push notification out to the TI app saying, hey, hold, hold the hounds. But 
right now as they tentatively release the hounds next week. Hey Rob, it's Brent out here in Oklahoma City and wanted to give a little feedback about the Apple event. The, uh, I guess one word that comes to mind for me personally for the, for the event was boring. I just felt it was completely boring. The only possibly exciting thing was the 499 for the Apple TV Plus subscription. But I wanted to get your thought on something. I just, I don't know, it, it kind of struck me weird, but do you feel like I do as far as when they actually have to bring up an engineer to discuss the technical details about a microchip, does that tell you like it speaks to me that they are just trying to find a way to fill time? I mean, who really cares? I mean, yeah, there's probably some people out there that care about all that stuff, but I would say probably 99% of the people out there, we want to know that it's fast. And it gets good battery life. But to actually go in depth about this and that, about the microchip, I mean, to me, that was just complete filler. And I guess that is kind of telling about how, you know, the whole rest of the event was as far as being boring is they didn't have enough information, enough new things to, you know, to talk about. So they had to think of a way to fill time so it wouldn't just be like a, 45 minute long event, so they brought up an engineer to discuss the microchip. I, I don't know. That's, I don't think I've ever seen that happen in an Apple event. I don't think I've ever seen them bring up an engineer to talk about one of their chips. And I just completely felt that, that that was just filler. But just wanted to get your thought on that. I've talked to some friends about it, and they kind of said the same thing that I did. It's like, we want to know that the chip is fast. We want to know that the battery is going to be better. And that's about it. But do we care about the whatever, all that stuff that he was talking about? I mean, I just maybe that's just me being the the adult as far as not not being smart enough to understand all that. But anyway, just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Thanks, as always. Take care. Brent, thanks for the feedback. And I agree and not so much agree with some of the things there. One, I do agree that overall it wasn't a very exciting event. Her, the engineer coming up and talking about the microchip. I'm an electrical engineer, so for me that was kind of exciting. And then you have to also remember what Apple's trying to do here. They're not doing these presentations for the masses. What they're hoping is that some pieces of it will get soundbited and clipped for the masses, but the whole presentation overall isn't for the masses. The whole present presentation, the whole event, when Apple does these events nowadays, is not geared to the masses. It's geared towards the tech reporters. It's geared towards those that are writing about tech. And for those people, details about the processor are important because they're going to have to compare that processor and what's at the heart of an Apple smartphone to what's at the heart of an Android phone later on when they're doing other articles over the next year. That said, what I find most ironic about all of the presentation on the chips and how they were talking about power savings and power savings and, well, power savings, is at the end of the day, when the iPhone 11 Pro Max came out, it wasn't the chip that got it the better battery life. It was the fact that the battery was 25% bigger than last year's battery. So Apple went old school and just shoved a bigger battery into the package to get more battery life. So there was nothing high-tech with the chip that really extended the battery life of the iPhone 11 Pro Max. What really extended it to make it the longest life iPhone right now 
is the fact that the battery is 25% bigger than the iPhone XS Max. So that really, to me, was a whole irony or funny part looking back at the whole microchip presentation that a lot of the, hey, this is really great for power consumption, was just undercut by the fact that Apple came and put in a bigger battery. And don't get me wrong, I love that Apple put a bigger battery in there. I love that they were able to figure out how to get a bigger battery in there, which, by the way, was no small task. They had to shrink, once again, the main processor board. So there was a lot they had to do technology-wise that was very impressive. But it wasn't around battery conservation. It wasn't about the chip being really ultra-power-saving and sipping. It was they put a bigger battery in there by doing other things to allow more space in the design, which again was no small task and one Apple clearly pulled off well for the iPhone 11 Pro Max. Hopefully they can use the same size battery next year when they release the 11S Pro Max or whatever they're gonna call the thing. Into the email bag we go. Hi Rob, I want to get the new 11 Pro Max to use as my second phone, not set up on AT&T, using my current phone and Wi-Fi calling and hotspot, just like my iPad Pro is set up. But when I'm work at work, I'm on Wi-Fi. When I'm home, I'm on Wi-Fi. When I'm in the car, my phone connects to Bluetooth audio in the car. I use AirPods and PowerBeat Pro for phone calls and listen to music and podcasts. And I have an Apple Watch third, third generation, or Series 3, cellular stainless steel, that I use as my main screen when out and about. My iPhone is in my back pocket or my backpack or on my desk at work. So would the 11 Pro Max work using hotspot and Wi-Fi calling if I set it up to work with my 7 Plus? I basically want the new phone for the camera. My 7 Plus is 256 gig, and I want to airdrop it to it or scan disk Wi-Fi USB drive when the 11 P Max um, to get full. Uh, I also have 200 gig iCloud storage. Thinking about getting the 64 gig 11 Pro Max. Uh, uh, thanks for your reply and feedback. Regards, David Johnson. Well, David, first thing I'd say is. You probably, if you're concerned about storage and all these other things, get a larger storage 11 Pro Max. That would be the first thing. But yeah, you should be able to do Wi-Fi calling when you're tethering. So as long as you can get a Wi-Fi connection there, that should work. Uh, I would say make sure you get an unlocked iPhone uh, when you're doing all this, and which shouldn't be an issue now. The, a lot of the unlocked ones are there. So get an unlocked iPhone, and then you can tether it with your 7 Plus or switch the data plan over to your iPhone 11 and, and use it and tether the other way. You're going to get better LTE connection. So um, if you can, uh, go with the 11 Pro as your main phone on your calling plan and then make your 7 Plus your backup phone. Uh, it might not be what you want to do, but if, if you're looking for the better connection, the faster internet connection, the iPhone 11 Pro Max should have better LTE connection, better Wi-Fi connection then your 7 Plus will have. Back to email bag. Hi, Rob. I have a question that's more of an annoyance, but have tried to see if anyone else has this problem, and I, um, I've i been having no success with it. I have an iPhone 10 and an Apple Watch Series 4. After upgrading to iOS 13.1.3 and 6.0.1, 
there's an annoyance feature when I attempt to download the podcast from Listen Now list to my Apple Watch. Before the upgrade, if you open the Watch app on the phone and selected podcast when the phone was connected to power, you saw two things. First, the words upgrading X of Y, where Y is how many you have in the Listen Now, and X is the, is, was incrementing up to Y. Uh, the second thing was a thin orange status bar that went from left to right, filling the screen with to show completion. Now you just see the words updating. It appears they download if you wait for the word to disappear. Anyone else seeing this regards Jeff K. Well, Jeff, one of the things that happened with iOS 13 and watchOS 6 is um, Apple stopped duplicating downloads for podcasts to your Apple Watch. So previously with watchOS 5, and this started with watchOS 5, whenever you put your watch on the charger at night, any podcast that you were subscribed to, had new episodes uh, that you listened to on a regular basis, if they were active, it would start downloading those episodes to your Apple Watch whenever you were having it on the charger. Some people didn't realize what was going on. There's some podcast hosts, one of them was called Megaphone, that was reporting and keeps reporting Apple Watch and was thinking these were extra downloads and these were really good for you. But the reality was it was a quote-unquote from Apple 8 feature, which were just bogus double downloads. So what Apple did in Watch OS 6 is stopped that double downloads. And I think you are seeing that here where it's no longer automatically there on your Apple Watch already. So Apple has stopped double downloading, which means if you run that other company's hosting service, you're going to see your numbers drop a little bit because no longer do you have Watch OS downloads. They're going to be a lot lower once everybody upgrades to Watch OS 6 and later. But again, I do want to state... With Watch OS 6, this is by design the way it's, it is now. Apple is no longer double downloading, pre-downloading podcasts for you. So when you are going to look, there's going to be quite often where the podcast isn't downloaded there and you need to go ahead and request that download. We're happy to have Away sponsoring us again. To save $20 on a suitcase, go to awaytravel.com slash TII and use promo code TII. Away sent me their original carry-on bag a couple of years ago, and as I said before, I loved it. Actually, I loved it so much that when they introduced the larger carry-on bag, I gave the first one to my wife and purchased the larger one for myself. Yes, while well, I travel more. And I definitely put my money where my mouth is. It has battery pack right under the handle that will charge an iPhone multiple times, and the best part is you can be charging it as you're walking to the airport and waiting online or walking around a conference. And it even pops out for easy recharging or to keep charging your phone when you place the bag in the overhead. The Away carry-ons meet one of my key requirements in a suitcase, wheels under all four corners and swivel 360, making it easy to get down the aisle and smooth flow in the airport and around a conference hall. And it has double wheels under each corner, something I really like. It is lightweight, very, very durable, and comes with a lifetime warranty. If anything breaks, they will fix it or replace it for you for life. And there is a 100-day trial. If it's not for you, then just return it for a full refund, no questions asked. I love when a company stands behind their product like that. The Away Bag comes in a really nice laundry, with, with a really nice laundry bag, actually right around it. And on the inside, there is a bag for your shoes as well. They really looked at all the details in making the best carry-on bag I have ever owned or seen. 
Even the shipping box has a nice way travel artwork on the inside. Very, very Apple-ish. In addition to the two carry-on sizes, they also have a mid-size and a large check-in suitcase, but only the carry-ons have the battery pack. They come in many different colors, and I'm sure there is one to match your style. They also recently added an expandable line that gets you more depth if you need even more items on your carry-on. To save $20 on a suitcase, go to awaytravel.com slash TII and use promo code TII. Again, awaytravel.com slash TII and use promo code TII to save $20. Don't be that person with the ratty-looking bag on the last day of the conference. Hello, Rob. It's Justin from Pennsylvania. I was calling about my feedback about the iPhone event. I feel like I was a little bit happier with it than you were. I feel like they had some really good upgrades that no one was expecting them to go crazy this year. I guess kind of knowing what was coming does make it less exciting. But I actually like the new naming convention. The iPhone 11 is way better than the iPhone 10R, which was a terrible name, in my opinion. I still think they need to come up with a better, a better name than the iPhone Pro Max starting to sound ridiculous with that long of a name. Uh, I even think an iPhone Pro Plus would sound better. I know the reason why they started calling the bigger Pro size the Max. It's a terrible sounding name. I think overall I like the naming convention. The iPhone 11 is a great, is a better name than the iPhone 10R. The iPhone 10R was, you know, no one knew what to call it. People called it the XR. And it just, I don't know, I feel like it was just hard for them to market iPhone 11 has almost everything an iPhone 11 Pro has, which I think, for the most part, is great for people that want to save money and not feel like they're getting, like, also ran of an iPhone. So I think that's really what's nice about the iPhone 11. If you feel like you want the more premium feel with the premium screen and, and the premium camera features, the Pro is going to be that. Although I know Pro generally used to mean something else, but even the the Pro MacBooks, for the most part, aren't Pro machines anymore either. So I feel like that naming convention has been messed up for a while now. But overall, I really like the lineup. The, you know, I'm glad they're still offering iPhones in different colors. I even think it's nice that the, the more premium phones actually get a little bit of color choice this time around. So overall, the night mode, I'm excited to see how it works. Hope it works well. I'm thinking I'm going to get the iPhone 11, not right away, but maybe in a couple months when my upgrade's ready. Overall, I think it's a good update, and uh, I'm actually looking at maybe getting the Apple Watch, you know, because I still have the Series 1, so I think it might be time to upgrade soon. So, All right, Rob, I think that's my most of my feedback. Um, thank you very much for the show. Uh, can't wait. can't wait to hear the next one. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Justin, thank you for the feedback, and I do agree with you. The naming convention, iPhone 11 Pro Max, it's just a little bit. It just goes on and on. It's, it's too long. And on the other side of things, too, when you talk about the Pro, you mentioned how, you know, Pro devices aren't Pro. You're, you're so right, especially when you go to the MacBook. Apple, you know, they used to say MacBooks and laptops um, and Macs and laptops were the pickup trucks. And, you know, the smartphones, I guess, are your cars. But basically, the MacBook Pro, it is not a pickup truck. At best, it's an El Camino. Uh, I wrote that in an email to Tim Cook. Gee, why is it I don't get invited to the events? So Apple's definitely doesn't understand the definition of the word pro anymore. Speaking of pros, let's get into some voicemail. Hello, Rob. It's Daniel from Wisbeach, Cambridgeshire. Uber didn't work. It hasn't worked for, I think, two days. And I noticed a problem with some other apps. Anyway, I found out the problem. It was iOS. 
They moved the update function from the App Store. You know where it used to be in the App Store, which is now Apple Arcade? Well, they moved it into General and Settings, I think, or just General or somewhere. Anyway, Rob, they've moved the update so you can no longer see how many apps that you want to update. You've got to actually hunt it out. And obviously, there must be a way to turn on automatic app updates or something. But I thought I had it on. So I'm here, literally, taking a bus because I can't get an Uber. And I find out the reality is that my Uber app needed updating. But iOS moved it and didn't tell me. Oh, dear. Timothy, Timothy, cut. You've got some answers, my son. Right, anyway, that's all I wanted to share. Just make other people aware of it. I had 52 apps that needed updating. So just check in in case anybody else is in the same boat, which is the HMS Titanic being steered by Apple. No, not really. I still love Apple. I always will. I just vent off about them a bit. Anyway, as always, Daniel, thank you so much for the feedback. What can I say? And uh, let's go into the email bag. I guess that's what I can say. Hi, Rob. I'd be absolutely amazed if someone hasn't already recommended pCalc for a watch calculator app. That's P-C-A-L-C. This has the arithmetic operators on the main screen. You just hold down on them and it switches from a, that to a number to the operation. Conversions are a couple of screens over and for the RPNG geeks like me, that's reverse Polish notation, uh, the stack can be set to scroll with the digital crown. The other comments about using the watch as a calculator, Siri does a pretty good job of keeping up with calculations, even really long ones, and he sent me a screenshot to show. When this works, it's the fastest calculator you'll ever use, way faster than typing anywhere. Other than the I'll tap you um, when I'm ready, occasionally frustrations uh, frustrates me pretty good. Another couple of tips, I'm not sure if you've heard. One, whispering to your watch is pretty effective. Telling Siri open stopwatch or whatever app name is a pretty fast way to get there. When you are in an app, holding your finger on the bottom or edge of the screen for a second and either uh, the control center or notification center respectively will peek into view and you can go directly there without jumping to the home screen first. Thanks for everything you do. Regards, Dan. Well, Dan, thank you so much for the recommendation on pCalc. So, folks, if you're looking for a good calculator app, there you go. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. Whatever happened to the How Wrong Were They segment? I know the iPhone has long been dominant, but it was a very hilarious way of opening the show. Sincerely, Chelsea from Denver, Colorado. Chelsea, it's just one of the things that kind of just faded away, moved aside. I was looking at where people were skipping, and in Apple Podcasts, there was a lot of people skipping it. So, although I loved it and other people liked it, um, I guess I just decided that not enough liked it, so I kind of moved it out of the show. And, you know, considering I never said it was going away, and this is the first email I got asking about it, and I moved it out over a year ago, was probably the right choice. But I do miss it like you do, Chelsea. Hey, Rob, it's Matt. I wanted to remind you of, of an app called Be My Eyes. B-E-M-Y-E-Y-E-S. I got my first call today. I signed up to be a volunteer, and the young lady that I spoke with needed some addresses read on a couple of packages she received, and um, it was lickety-split. We got that done in about two minutes flat. For those of you that don't know, 
Be My Eyes is a blind helper, basically what you would call it. What they do is they ask for access to your microphone and camera. If you are a blind user, what you do is you position the camera for what you need need observed, say if you're pulling clothes out and you want to know which colors go with which, etc. If you are a volunteer, you are helping another person, so they have to position their phone based on what you tell them. And unfortunately, for high partials like myself, you can only have one role in the company, either blind user or volunteer. Think about it when you sign up um, what you want to be. Otherwise, have fun with it like I did, and uh, talk to you later. Matt, thanks for the voicemail and for reminding folks about Be My Eyes. And folks, if you haven't, please download the app. Please sign up. Please be a volunteer. Help those out there that need some help. This is one of the greatest apps out there for the iPhone. Without a doubt, one of the greatest apps and and what it does and how it helps people. So please spend a little time here and there helping out others with your iPhone uh, where they need it. Little things. You don't understand in the U.S. how bad it is for folks that have sight impairment when it comes to just getting change back. Because our money in the U.S., it's all the same size. So things like where you can tell people, yes, he did give you back a 20 and and two fives, rather than, no, he gave you three ones. That makes a big difference on change. So, again, be my eyes, help folks out, um, volunteer. Really appreciate, Matt, you bringing this up again. I think we've talked about it. It has been a while. So it definitely needed to be mentioned again. Apple announced and released the AirPod Pros this week. Announcement was on Monday, and availability was today, Wednesday the 30th. And this segment is being recorded with the AirPod Pros into the Voice Memo app with no audio cleanup. First up, the specs on what is different or the same for the second-gen AirPods. Hey Siri works on both. The wireless charging case is standard with the AirPod Pros, and the battery life on the Pros is four and a half hours of listening versus five hours on the Not Pro. You get 24 hours of total listening time from the charges you get from the case. There are customizable earpieces on the Pro, small, medium, and large, and you can pull the tips off and you have to pull a little hard and then put the new ones on. Both use the H1 chip. With the Pro, there is active noise cancellation, and they are sweat and water resistant, but definitely not for swimming with or wearing in the shower for that matter, and do not do that. What else is different? Oh yeah, the price. The Pros live up to their name at $249 versus the $199 for the AirPods with the wireless charging case and second gens. Another feature is pass-through sound, or as they call it, transparency mode. You just press and hold the force sensor on the stem to jump between transparency mode and active noise cancellation. Yeah, I mentioned noise cancellation too. And one thing more than a few people mentioned, the stems on the AirPod Pros are shorter than the originals, which is good in reducing the dork level of them, but bad in that Apple changed how you control them. With the originals, I would simply double tap on the left and it would skip forward 30 seconds on a podcast or double tap on the right and it would summon Siri. With the Pros, there is no tapping. What you do is you press on the flat portion of the shaft, the sensor, and long press and hold switches you between transparency and noise cancellation. That is the default for both, on both sides. However, you can change it where one changes noise control and the other brings up Siri. I already changed it to be Siri on the right and noise control on the left. 
for a quick press, that is a play or a pause function. Two quick presses, that is the skip forward function. Three quick presses, that is the skip back function. And the bad part I mentioned earlier, well, the shaft is smaller and people with big fingers will have a harder time controlling these. It was definitely a lot easier to double tap on the side, but you do get more functions out. That said, anyone with a physical issue that makes fine motor skills difficult or impossible, you will want to be aware of this before purchasing AirPod Pros. As I mentioned, this segment is being recorded on mine. I went in the cold rain and sleet at 9.30 a.m. to get this. And when I got online, it was actually probably it was right about 9.40 a.m. And there was already two other people in front of me for AirPod Pros. By the time they opened up, there was over 20 people waiting in line for the AirPod Pros. Again, it was horrible weather outside here in Kansas City, sleet, rain. I went to the Apple store on the plaza. And the demand was much better than I expected. I put up a couple of videos for the AirPod Pros. The first is an unboxing video, and the other is a shake test video. Both can be found in the TI app between episodes 487 and 488. Per the shake test, I put in the AirPod Pros, so I put them in the exact same way, just as it's shown on the site. I shook my head, and quickly one fell out. I put it back in my ear and shook again, and quickly it fell out. I then put in the original AirPods, and I shook, and I shook, and I shook, and I shook some more, and they were fine. They didn't come out. After adjusting them some more, after I posted this video and playing with them this afternoon, I was finally able to get them to stay in, but this is with the shaft pointed straight forward, i.e. 90 degrees from the ground, whereas with the originals, were almost always pointed straight down. How you wear AirPod Pros, or at least how I need to wear AirPod Pros, is quite different than the original AirPods. It is basically you put them in your ear as you would the originals, and then you rotate the shaft up about 90 degrees, sort of kind of locking them in place in your ear. Not what I expected, but I will tell you after the initial testing, I was very close to just giving up on them and saying, telling my kids, okay, these are going to be yours. It would have been nice for Apple to show that these are to be worn different. Let's put it this way. I am nowhere close at all being at a point where I would wear them as I stepped up to a urinal. No way, no how. And if you're looking to jog with them, yeah. Do a lot of jogging on grass first to make sure they stay put, at least for you, before you go out on concrete with them. They are not the same as the original AirPods physically. There is a learning curve if you, like me, have been wearing the originals for quite some time. I will say this, transparency mode does work really well. When listening to music, you can still easily hear what someone is saying to you, and I am getting used to the controls now. That all said, am I recommending them to all? Of course not. They are $249, which is really expensive for something your dog might eat or will fall into a urinal. But same is true with the original AirPods, just $50 less. If you are an original AirPod user and you travel and fly and are looking for noise cancellation, this will give you that feature in an Apple, small Apple package that's easy to transport. Am I happy or sad I purchased them? Well, today it's kind of been a roller coaster of emotions on that front. Before I figured out how to wear them correctly, I was thinking I wasted a whole bunch of money. After I figured it out, I have to say I'm pretty happy with the purchase right now. Being able to triple press and go back 15 seconds in a podcast is something I am really happy to have now. Again, Videos are in the TI app for the unboxing and the shake test between episodes 487 and 488. 
I think I need to put together a third video showing how to insert the AirPod Pros to get them locked in place. That might be there before you hear this or not, but either way, when I upload it, I will change the publish date and time to put it right between 487 and 48. And now here are a couple voicemails I made, one with the new AirPod Pros and one with the second gen AirPods, so you can hear if there's any difference. And once again, this segment was recorded all on the AirPod Pros and the Voice Memo app. Actually, before we get into the voice memos that were recorded with the AirPod Pros and the second generation AirPods, what I wanted to do was do a quick recording in the Voice Memo app on the same exact environment that I just did with the AirPod Pros. So now I'm doing the second recording here, and this is with the second gen AirPods so you can hear the difference on how this sounded versus the AirPod Pros. And now we'll get into the voice memos. All right, here's a sample of the new AirPod Pros, and this is using, uh, well, just calling into my caller number. So, yeah, this here's how they sound, uh, calling in on a phone call, uh, on AirPod Pros. And we'll give it a try with regular AirPods in, in a minute. And here is a call-in with the second-generation AirPods. This is the one with the Hey Siri AirPods. So you can hear how I sound here with the second-gen AirPods versus the previous voicemail, which was the AirPod Pros. All right, so there we go. There's our comparison, AirPod Pros versus second-gen AirPods for audio quality. And if you couldn't tell a difference, neither could I. I, I couldn't tell a difference between the two. Uh, especially at the end of that segment, the original segment there with the in the from the voice memo app, I was playing it back and forth a couple times, and I with my eyes closed, and I couldn't tell the difference between the two. So audio quality wise, it sounds like they're pretty much identical. And to be honest, I didn't really think they would be much better or any better. I was just hoping they wouldn't be any worse than the second gen because I still think they're pretty good. The second gen, and I think the AirPod Pros are pretty good as well. Are they as good as the mic you're hearing right now? Of course not. Uh, this is a completely different mic. This Yeti Pro. But they are still pretty good. If you receive the AirPod Pros and you have some feedback that you'd like to share, uh, obviously call in 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. And give us a recording on what your thoughts are on it. Or use do what I did. Use the Voice Memo app. Record the Voice Memo app, again, using the AirPod Pros. Tell us your thoughts on the AirPod Pros and then email that to todayinios at gmail.com. Apple had their quarterly conference call today and really nothing shocking. Revenue, $64 billion versus $62.9 billion a year ago and $53.8 billion last quarter. Total cash on hand, $205.8 billion, down $19.6 billion for the quarter from $225.4 billion. Last quarter sales, iPhones. 33.4 billion. That's versus 36.8 billion a year ago quarter. So lower than where we were a year ago, obviously. And it's better than 26 billion that it was last quarter. iPads, 4.7 billion versus 3.9 billion a year ago and 5 billion last quarter. So down a little from last quarter, but up from last year. Max, 7 billion versus 7.3 billion a year ago. So down a little. And they were 5.8 billion last quarter. So up there. Wearables, $6.5 billion versus $4.2 billion a year ago quarter and $5.5 billion last year. And services, up to $12.5 billion for the quarter versus $10.6 billion a year ago quarter and $11.5 billion last quarter. 
So miscellaneous notes from the call, iPhone and Mac revenue down, iPads, wearables, services, revenue up year over year for those. Services best ever and over 1 billion over where it was last quarter and up 18% year over year. Expect services to really start to grow with Apple Arcade and Apple TV Plus and continued growth with Apple Card. And wearables is now almost the same size as Mac business. So that's pretty amazing there. Wearables was up 54% year over year. iPhone satisfaction of 99% for the iPhone 10R, 10S, and 10S Max. iPad satisfactions only 95% for consumers and 97% for businesses. Mid-range of revenue guidance for this current quarter is flat year over year. See where that winds up. About three-fourths of all the Apple Watch buyers are new to Apple Watch. Interesting factoid. Her iPhone sales, Tim did say the iPhone 11 is the best-selling iPhone currently, and I would guess that means per the past five weeks. Not surprising given the features and price difference between it and the Pro models. You really need to want the extra features to justify the price difference. The iPhone 11 on a price-performance ratio, that's the best iPhone right now, and that is reflected in the sales. All right, let's get into one last voicemail message. This is John from Michigan calling. It's time to upgrade my iPhone from my old iPhone 6S, and I'm probably going to get the iPhone 11. I didn't know if there was any difference getting one right from Apple or getting one from Verizon as far as if they're unlocked. And also, I'm going to be traveling, and I didn't know if anybody had any experience using a Verizon iPhone in Tahiti. I'm going to be going on a trip over there. And I heard you can just get a SIM card when you're over there. I don't know if that was the way to go or just add a world calling on my plan. So any information would be helpful. Thanks and have a good day. Bye. Hi, John. Thanks for calling in. For the iPhone 11, there are three main versions. The models A2111, A2221, and A2223. A2223 is specifically for China and Hong Kong, and it supports two physical SIMs, but forget about this one. It's not what you want. A221, A2221, A2221 there, yeah, whatever, is considered the most global of the phones as it supports more bands, including all the exclusive ones used in Japan, but it's not sold in the U.S., so that really doesn't matter either. The A2111 is what is sold in the U.S. and what you would get if you went to the Apple Store in the U.S. and purchased the unlocked phone. The A2111 supports GSM 900 band, which is what is used by both carriers that cover Tahiti, that's Vinny and Vodafone. Note, roaming fees are very high in Tahiti and the French Polynesian, so make sure you get a SIM from one of those carriers when you land. And yes, buy the unlocked phone from the Apple Store when you can, not from the carrier. Hope that helped, and have a fun trip. Originally, this episode was going to have a whole big segment on Apple Arcade, and that segment's actually recorded. It's about a half an hour, and it's not going to be in this episode because I still have to edit it. Actually, it'll be probably about 20, 25 minutes when it's done editing. And the reason it's not going to be in this episode is, well, we weren't originally planning on talking about AirPod Pros or iOS 13.2. So Apple gave us a pleasant surprise with that. And because of that, we're going to go ahead and push the Apple Arcade segment that is already recorded out to the next episode. So that'll be out um, 
in the next two weeks. Uh, so I'm trying to get back a little bit more regular here. So you know, within two weeks, maybe a little shorter, we will have uh, episode 489. And in that one, we'll cover Apple Arcade and Apple TV+. Plus. Remember, Apple TV Plus goes live this Friday, November 1st. Please call in with your thoughts on Apple TV Plus. What is your favorite show? Which show you think people should save their time and do other anything else? Watch Paint Dry, then watch. So if you have a favorite, you have a least favorite, give us a call or shoot us an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Again, in episode 489, we're going to be talking Apple Arcade and Apple TV+. And speaking of Apple TV+, you can start signing up on November 1st, and you get a free seven-day trial that auto-renews into a monthly subscription. However, if you purchased a device that, from Apple and since September 10th, so if you purchased a device since September 10th, 2019, any new iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, Apple TV, or Mac capable of running the latest iOS, iPad OS, TV OS, or Mac OS, again, purchased after September 10th, you are eligible for one year free of Apple TV+. Everyone else, sign up for the seven-day trial, then you will be auto-renewed $4.99 a month from there on out. Tell me a scary story. Once there was a woman named Bloody Mary. She would wander around to people's homes and appear to them in the dark. Oh, she's right behind you. Tell me a scary story. Once upon a time, this person didn't back up their data to the cloud. Tell me a scary story. There was a ghost, and a headless horseman, and a dead cat, and a girl crawling out of a toaster. Or was it a television? Tell me a scary story. It was a dark and stormy night, and then something really scary happened. Tell me a scary story. Once upon a time, there was an ontology that began to question its own existence. Tell me a scary story. Not again. And before we go, for $20 off a suitcase, please visit awaytravel.com slash TII and use promo code TII when you check out. Thanks, Away, for supporting the show. And I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or record your feedback and email it to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment per something said on the show, or uh, it can be a question or rant about something else, an app, product review, good or bad. As long as it is iOS related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature that you create on iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we are always looking for more music created on iOS device to play on the show. Do your show and your feedback is greatly desired. Don't forget to check out our moderated MeWe community by going to todayinios.com slash community. When you go there, you need to request to be added. I have two questions. First one seems uh, to quickly weed out the Android fanboys. I ask, which is the better OS, iOS or Android? And, you know, the Android guys, they just can't bring themselves to say iOS. They either say both or Android and instantly are rejected. So, yeah, it is a nice, safe Android fanboy-free zone where you can ask questions or post articles and about pretty much anything Apple-related. Quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second less or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or the author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Finally, 
check out the TII app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. Also, that's where the unboxing videos go. It is fully voiceover friendly, of course. Please go right now and download the TI app or get the update. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to phone different.